Welcome to the Rancho Cordova podcast brought to you by the Rancho Cordova Film Office. Well, folks, today we have a really interesting show. Two of our favorite past guests make a return visit to the podcast to discuss the city of Rancho Cordova on this year, its 20th anniversary. I was happy to sit down again with Rancho Cordova Mayor Linda Budge and Cordova Community Council Executive Director Sherry Blanchard as they reminisced about our beautiful city, Rancho Cordova. On the show, we look back over the 20 years Mayor Budge has been on the City Council and an active and important member of this city. Shelley, who was the editor of the Grapevine newspapers when the city incorporated and then took the helm of Cordova Community Council, a position in which she has remained since then. Both Mayor Budge and Shelley recount some of their favorite events over the past 20 years. They talk about people who were an integral part in building this city, and we have some fun along the way. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Raja Cordova podcast as much as I did. My name is Charles Lego. Now on to the show. So I thought that this would be a great opportunity for us to get together and have some recollections about the city for 20 years. You've both been here since day one. Linda, you were one of the, you were on the city council from day one, right? Correct. And you were probably the second mayor or third mayor? Correct, yeah. second. And you've been on the city council ever since. So if anybody wants to know anything about Rancho Cordova, you will be the go-to person. That's generally why I get asked. But equally, Shelley Blanchard, you have also been here and you started out in the newspaper business right here. That's so right. you were reporting on the incorporation of the city before it was a city. That's so, right. And as a reporter, you were very privy to everything that was going on. And then lo and behold, you join us and you and then you've been with Cordova Community Council ever since. Pretty much that's the way it worked out. It was the biggest story of in Rancho Cordova history. So in a moment, we'll talk about the celebrations that have happened. But why don't we just have a conversation about the history of this city? And you, you guys can tell us your recollections, the highs and lows. And there's been both. There's been highs and there's been lows. The city is very successful today. It, it, I'm, I, I have an interest in city management and how cities run. And I have to say that I can see that the city of Rancho Cordova is a very, very well-run city. And it's very well-run because of the, of the city council and then the management of the city. So, Linda, why don't you start off and give us, just give us some recollections. <laughs> so, Charles, everyone um, um, will recall, of course, that modern-day Rancho Cordova got started in the 50s um, when people began to build houses here and on the agricultural land because it wasn't as valuable as agricultural land anymore. But um, even though people tried to incorporate Rancho Cordova really from the earliest days in the 60s, we really were not able to be successful until we finally got to the ballot in 2002. And it was a long slog, um, as you say, full of ups and downs and, and signature counting and, and uh, trying to be successful in that arena. Um, we went to the ballot with... Um, or we came away from the vote with a 77% average approval rate. 
We had some precincts in uh, areas of town with a Rancho Cordova address that voted in the 95 and 98 percent, and then a few uh, with a Sacramento address that only voted in 56, 57, 58. But 77 percent remains the highest total of any incorporation vote in California today. And this is obviously in favor in of, favor of, of becoming of the city of Rancho Yes, Cordova. because after decades of struggling with a county that was not funded pro to provide urban services because of the way in which government, uh, county government is structured in California, we needed to take charge. Every time at the Chamber of Commerce that we came up against a brick wall, it was because we didn't control either the decision or the money. So as a city, Rancho Cordova says, whoopee, you know, we now are our our vision can be limitless. We can clean up the things that need cleaning. We can repair the things that need repairing. And we have done a very dedicated job in right. doing that. But we continue to do that today. You do. So, Shelley, at the time, you were a reporter. That's right. So I would imagine people were running away from you um, because you were probably snooping no, around. No? Well, no, quite to the contrary. It was um, really something on everybody's uh, agenda. It was talked about everywhere from the aisle in the grocery store to, you know, the people who gathered outside of, you know, church on a Sunday. And I give a lot of the credit for that to um, Dave Roberts, who went on to become our first mayor. He was very successful when he became involved in the uh, incorporation uh, movement to really paint a picture and and um, encourage people to dream and try to imagine what it would be like to be your own city. And he would uh, paint uh, just these vivid pictures. We would have our own, uh, you'd have five people who you would see in the grocery store and you could stop them and say, what about that stop sign on the corner of my street? He would paint a portrait of, you know, having an orchestra or having a community band. And um, which is why when we come 20 years later to describe and celebrate our 20th anniversary, we based it on this idea of we're a city built on a million dreams, because it certainly was. I mean, we would have our own police department. And, you know, today, uh, in Rancho Cordova, the colors on the police uniforms are red and black because Dave Roberts said, we're going to use Lancer colors. Dream about what it would be like to have a police department that wore Lancer red. I mean, small detail, wow. things like that. So did you say he, the symphony, uh, the orchestra, and the band, he... He talked about that? He would talk about all kinds of things wow. like that from, you know, we'll have the best parades, we'll have festivals, we'll have this, that. Um, but we'll have would, better garbage collection than anybody that's else. That's right. We will, we will fix our roads. We will plant trees on Folsom Boulevard. I mean, whatever he could conjure up captured the imagination of one and all because there were leaders in the incorporation movement. Linda was one of them. When Linda Budge walked into the room, people would say, oh, wonderful, good government has arrived. When uh, uh, They still say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, when David Sander would walk into the room, people would say, oh, wonderful, uh, an intellectual has arrived. When Dave Roberts walked into the room, they'd say, woohoo, 
you know, the spirit of Rancho Cordova has arrived. And when putting together, uh, and there were others, many others, uh, yeah. too numerous to mention, and I don't want to um, leave anybody uh, leave out. Anybody out. Yeah. But, but the idea here is that they put together a wonderful team that was able to sort of answer all the questions that had to do with what, it, what would it be, what would it take to start a city? Because that doesn't happen every day. So is it fair to say that Dave Roberts was the leader from day one? No, no. no not at all. You know, Bob McGarvey had been working on this for yeah. some 30 years. Yeah. I think that what Dave brought to, Dave was uh, about 50 year, 49, 50 years old. He was a well-known police, decorated police officer. Uh, and... Uh, he had a, a compelling personal story. His family moved here. His dad died when he was a youngster, and they came here to, for a new life. I mean, he turned out to be a prolific and wonderful writer, and he started— Very prolific. Yes, and he was a prolific speaker. Today, we always say Dave was always talking because he had to— he somehow knew he only had a certain number of years, mm. you know, to get everything out of his brain. But he did catch on. He did catch people's um, imagination um, and ins helped inspire, like, this final push to get yeah. things done. Um, as a matter of fact, Dave was so uh, popular that his wife stopped going to the grocery store with him because it would be a three-hour trip. And so she would simply send him off to the grocery store and not really expecting him to come home with all the groceries, but he certainly had talked because to everybody. Because he knew everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, and there was one time when Shelley was giving out um, annual awards and she called Dave our shock and awe. That was a popular term right. 30 years ago, right. 20 years ago. Right. And so you can imagine the shock when Dave actually abruptly, unfortunately, had a heart attack and passed away. Right. Um, Dave was mayor from July of 2023 to December, and then I was mayor starting in uh, January of 2004, and he passed away in April, and it was an absolute shock. I'll never forget the day. <laughs> um, you walk into City Hall, and um, um, and the, the sweet little lady, uh, a rancho resident sitting as a receptionist, looked at me, and she said, Dave had a heart attack, and he didn't make it. And that was really a shock. So, you know, it's like, okay, guys, we have to get organized here. And um, we were fortunate to have, by that time, we had our uh, permanent city manager. Um, we The police department walked in almost immediately after that, and I sent them off to do something, and I sent somebody off to go and tell Shelly and, and another great friend. And um, and actually, the mayor of Sacramento at the time lent us her public relations uh, communications director to come and stay with us all day so that we would have somebody who could speak for right. us officially right, right. with all the media. And wow. it was uh, it was quite a shock. And then you took over from him? Yes, we, we rotate. Yeah. So and you were the next mayor. So though. I was the next mayor. So yeah. I'd I'd been mayor like like four months, and of course we're all brand new in this. We were blessed with a city manager, um, Ted Gabler, who had written a book that was actually a textbook in many government classrooms, and he said he came to us, or he wanted this job because he didn't want to 
have to reinvent a city, he wanted to start one off new and write. We had a, a city clerk who was very instrumental because, uh, and she was actually made um, city clerk of the year for California that year. Wow. We, uh, several of us knew how to be a county. I had been working in county government for decades. We knew how to be a county, but we didn't know how to be a city. So between the city manager, the city clerk, and the legal firm that we hired, who are still our legal firm today, they taught us how to be a city, how to establish the departments. Um, Metro Fire lent us their uh, original office with a, a boardroom. It was the only boardroom in town. One of those things where you get it for a dollar a year. Um, we had help from the sheriff's department, and we still contract with the sheriff's department today. Uh, there were a lot of people that came together. We took the attitude that we could not be successful as a city, especially a contract city, unless we established really great relationships with the rest of our service partners. Right. So we do what's called two-by-two committees, where two members of the city council and two members of their board of directors or their senior management sit down on a routine basis and talk about what's going on. Two from the city council and two from where? From if it's a if it's an organization that has a board of directors. Oh, I see. But if not, they're like like the water companies. Right. Then it's simply with right, the water right. company management. Right. So both of you have been on this show before. So if anybody's wondering how you guys got here to Rancho, we got into that in great detail with both of you. But Linda, tell her, how do you form a police department? How does that work? Like how do you say, well, we're gonna we're gonna have a police department. Like, how do you start doing that? Um, actually, all three of the um, newest cities in in the county, Citrus Heights, Elk Grove, and Rancho Cordova, originally started off contracting with the sheriff's department for law enforcement services. But Citrus Heights and Elk Grove decided to go out on their own, and they both because they had huge retail sales tax bases that Rancho Cordova has never had. Right. They had the money in right. their coffers to do that. We've never had that kind of sales tax money. Our, our tax dollars come from business to business sales, and we have always had a balanced budget, but we continue to contract with the Sheriff's Department because we write a contract specifically uh, describing what kind of relationship we'll have with the department, what kind of services they will provide for us, how many officers to do this and that, what special t groups we'll have. And we are able right now to, um, to continue with our homeless outreach team with our, um, uh, it's basically uh, panhandling enforcement. Um, at Christmas time, we, we had a, uh, a team that that went around like the like Scrooges and made sure uh, people were not uh, their cars were not being broken into when they were shopping oh, that kind really? of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have several special task forces. Yeah, yeah. We have a, a wonderful motorcycle department. Yeah. We focus on traffic enforcement. We focus. We are successful in the homeless department. More successful than others. Not everybody, but others simply because regardless of all the court decisions nat nationally that have been considered problematic in other jurisdictions, if you were doing something illegal in Rancho Cordova, you do not get to continue doing it. So you cannot inhabit 
a sidewalk that need, is needed by pedestrians and people who need mobility assistance, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, because if you walk around Sacramento, I live downtown. Mm. I mean, it's everywhere. It's I mean, it's, it's very sad. And we want to make sure that the people who need help and want help get help. Right. And that's the idea of having the navigators and the right. homeless team who go out and talk to people and right. make sure that they they have a place to shelter, a place to eat, that kind of thing. So now, on a happier note, Rancho <laughs> Cordova decided that they were going to have huge events. It was going to be the city of events. And that's where, Shelley, you came in. So tell us how that came about. How and and why so that's one question and then a follow up would be why is it so successful here all the events that we have and big events nobody else has as an organization devoted to having no. fun right that's Shelley's job. <laughs> so Shelley's the queen of fun, then. She is oh, the queen of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, when the city incorporated almost overnight expectations of the people who um, had been hearing about all these great dreams for their city, wanted them to happen and pronto, right? And so um, the uh, the same uh, city manager, Ted Gabler, asked me, because um, he knew I knew everybody in town as the newspaper editor. Uh, he said, write me a white paper or, you know, blue sky thinking about, like, what could we do in this, if we took this group we have sitting over here since 1959 called Cordova Community Council, sort of energized them, gave them some resources, what could they do? And so I did that. I sat down and I, I dreamed, uh, closed my eyes and started typing about all the different things that could happen. And I was still a reporter and I walked into the city council meeting about two weeks later and boom, up on the screen, there's my white paper uh, in front of the city council uh, uh, the, being presented by the city manager saying, here's Here's where we think we should go with this idea that people want to have fun things, safe things, beautiful things to do in Rancho Cordova. And that, by the way, there is some research that um, supports the idea that the fastest way to change people's ideas or what they think they know about a place is to bring them to great special events where they're surprised. Like, oh, I had no idea this was in Rancho Cordova, drawn there by a great fireworks show or an air show right. or different things. And that you could, uh, most people's thinking, according to the research, is that they're thinking about what you looked like 15 years ago. And if you want to sort of close that gap to where you are today, invite them to a great party right. in your town and show them what you have to do. So that is as a guidepost. And um, the city uh, council members pretty much loved the idea. And I left my job at the newspaper and came over to sort of uh, bring this idea to life. And air show aside, it was decided everything was going to be free, right? That is where we certainly have started out, yeah. uh, that we wanted your – what we want at Cordova Community Council is we want your participation, right. not your money. Right. And we really felt that – and it has uh, – Proven to be true, that the yeah. money will follow, the support of business, of government, of, you know, benefactors of all kinds. They will come 
and follow a great vision. And that is true everywhere, right? So we have been really and truly blessed with being able to put together uh, a year of uh, great events that touches on every segment of our population at one time and sometimes multiple times, and showcasing what the spirit of Rancho Cordova truly is. And who wouldn't want to live in a city that <laughs> thinks that way? I right. mean, really. Come on. And Mayor Budge, that philosophy continues today? Oh, abs that? absolutely. Um, <clears throat> we are, um, as we were talking earlier, this, this is August, so August is the month that we have concerts at the Village Green Park. Right. And um, even my husband, who is not given to concerts, <laughs> really enjoys going. Yeah. You know, there's sort of a, a real um, underlying benefit to this sort of gathering people. Um, it used, there's a very famous book that was written about a bowling, the importance of bowling oh, leagues in the yeah. 50s, how people gathering together across our great country, yeah. bowling once a week, would solve problems in their neighborhood. You know, like, hey, I noticed that Margaret's husband died. What a shame. Well, I'll make sure her garbage gets out every, you know, small but important problems right. solved. Right. And as that went away, uh, what is going to take the place of that? And so we're sort of trying, and the, the book Bowling Alone is, talks about, you know, like what we lost when we lost those gathering points. Now you see it when you go to the concerts, for example, neighbors kind of grabbing each other's kids and heading out and sitting for a couple of hours solving problems or at least conversing because right, when right. you when you know your neighbors yeah you're going to be a better neighbor right we all have neighbors who drive into their who drive into their garages and before they even get out of the car they put the door down which is a real amazing phenomenon to me i can't imagine doing that yeah and these events are well attended i've i mean i've certainly been to them right. the one that was like stunning to me was the kids in the park mm -hmm. i pulled into the parking lot there by soilborn farms and I was, whoa, there's no parking. And it's a huge parking thing. So mm -hmm. the, the events are well attended. So that is a testament for sure to the to because people will not go back, right? If That's they didn't right. like them, they wouldn't go back. Free mm -hmm. or not free. Right. They just wouldn't go back. So what are some of your favorite events? Give us like mm -hmm. the highlights. Well, we have well, what is your personal favorite event? Well, the event I love to hate is the Rancho Cordova 4th of July, yeah. which um, is become so big. We've set all kinds of records this year. But to me, um, the 4th of July is the ideal holiday because you don't have to buy anybody a present. You don't need special clothes. Right. You don't need to decorate your house. Whatever. You, you throw whatever you got in a picnic yeah. basket and you go out and you right. celebrate with your family. You have a parade. How hokey is that? But, uh, you know, we... Um, we have we decided 20 years ago yeah. that we sat at a small group of us sat across a table not like not unlike this table charles and we said what is our vision for what we want our 4th of july to be because the 4th of july was ready to go away in rancho cordova they weren't even a city yet and i had heard this as in my role as a reporter and i brought ahead uh, together a couple of these guys who wanted to be mayor of rancho cordova and all this i said guys if you can't figure out how to shoot off some fireworks on the 4th of july you're not ready to be a city. So we put 
together a little plan and over the years have grown it to really the leading uh, celebration. I'm a, a huge uh, red, white, I bleed red, white, and blue. I love the idea that one day a year, no matter where we came from, we get together in Hagen Park and celebrate being Americans together, yeah. right? right. Um, and then it's a signature of Rancho Cordova's military background, being the place where, you know, we invented the rockets that took the man to man to the moon. So this should be um, our signature event, and it truly has been. This year, Charles, we had 27,000 people right. come to the Rancho Cordova 4th remember, of July. And I remember you telling me that this year was going to be fireworks and drones. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it I, was. And I you thought, well, how believe. that doesn't seem because a, a firework goes up in the air and a drone, did they shoot each other out? Like, <laughs> well, that was certainly um, uh, something that uh, Metro Fire was concerned about. <laughs> right. But of course, um, like most um, shows of this nature, they're well choreographed with professionals right. who um, know their business and yeah. make sure that that doesn't happen. But that doesn't mean if you're sitting on the ground, you can't have oh, the excitement no. of wondering, no, no. will it happen? Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's part and of I'm the... And I'm sure an- a lot of people yeah. did. Yeah, it's part of the anticipation. When you're, when you're sitting on the ground, you can't tell that there's obviously a spatial distance right. between the two. Right. And it, it just looks like they're both operating in the same plane. It was spectacular. You know, my favorite part of the 4th of July really has always been the parade. And what's so important, Shelley said, no matter where you come from, as you go down Coloma Road at two miles an hour, hoping you don't have an air-cooled engine that overheats, um, all of the road is lined with all of our wonderful residents who have come from 90 different countries. We have we have over 85 languages spoken in our schools in Rancho Cordova. And you can see all of those people lined up. And it was especially poignant in the years um, when we were first getting people from the former Soviet Union countries. They'd be sitting out there waving their little American flags that had been handed to them by somebody walking down the street. And you know they're not allowed to do that in their right. country. Right. And this, it just has always blown right. me away. And this year, we had more people on Coloma Road than ever, ever. before, was just that, like in the park. So was that a coincidence, uh, just that the, the event has grown, or was it because it was the 20th? I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, and, um, and people's desire to get out after three years of being COVID, confined. Yeah. yeah. I, I do think that the 4th of July parade was its best ever this year, however. We had 10 marching bands, high school marching bands. A couple of them were actually drum lines. Nobody has that. No. There is a, there's a reason to come to Rancho Cordova on the 4th of July. It's because that's where the action is. And, and, do, and do you find people come in from outside? Oh, yes. Yeah. People come from all over. We don't have 10 high schools in Rancho Cordova. No. <laughs> so those marching bands came from Roseville. Right, right. Sacramento. And, and that brings the families, Sac- right? Yeah, and their families come. Right. And once again, it's that, wow, I had no idea. Yeah. This is what is happening in Rancho Cordova. Let's talk. Let's expand on the, the, the success of that philosophy also. Um, our second leadership class decided to do a an international festival. 
And so ultimately it came uh, it became one of the projects of the community council. But what we discovered was that when you um, give people a booth to set up and talk about the, their home country and show their their clothing, their food, their arts, those kinds of things. Right. And then when you put all of their little kids and whatnot on stage showing the dances or the musical instruments from their native countries, those people, those families not only enjoy it, but all their aunts and uncles and cousins and other relatives come to Rancho Cordova to enjoy the right. also. So we're talking about iFest, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's another one that I was very impressed with, iFest. Right. So, Linda, tell us what are your what are you most you've been here since day one. What are and you've been on the government for the the whole time, right. 20 years which means that you've been instrumental in a lot of the decisions that have been made. What are three things that you will say I am the most proud of having been involved in these decisions? What are the three things? The first one I always point to is Folsom Boulevard. Yeah. Um, I have to tell you, um, Folsom Boulevard was five lanes of concrete and 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 a railroad track uh, from 1859 that had 240 four by eight billboards lining it. Can you imagine? This is in the last 20 years? Oh, yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so the first thing we did at the Chamber of Commerce, we worked with the people who um, Actually, we started off trying to clean up Folsom Boulevard when we were still with the county. And the the company that it was, at that time was Eller Media was a very willing partner. And they agreed to take down all of those little billboards in return for um, um, the privilege of having one larger one someplace else because that was a program that the county had. So we started. So there was a whole bunch of small billboards. Yes, billboards the size of that wall. <laughs> Just on the ground? No, no, no. Up on their, oh, up up on their, on their, yeah. uh, their feet so that they're all right at your eye level as you're wow. driving down Folsom oh, Boulevard, okay. going in both directions. Hundreds of them. There really? Two hundred, 240. And what was on there? You name it. Whatever. <laughs> you know, the grocery store. From where to where? Oh. Um, so let's start at Horn. Okay. Here. Certainly, Horn. certainly, uh, certainly Bradshaw. To sunrise and beyond. Wow. Maybe all the whole the, thing? Maybe yeah. all the way to Hazel. Wow. Really? Yes. It's 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 mind blowing at this point. And it was awful. And it was awful. <laughs> and so wow. if you if you look at what we've accomplished on Folsom Boulevard yeah, once I we mean, did incorporate. And that's in twenty years. Uh yes. Wow. Um, um it has taken us uh five stages to do this in because of, of needing to put together all of the money and our public works department will tell you that each of these projects has got like 10 different colors of money. So some of it came from, uh, some of it came from the feds, some of it from the state, some of it some from programs like safe routes to schools so that the kids who go to Kinney high could, could walk down Folsom Boulevard to school safely. Right. And when we go to, uh, DC to talk to the, the, um, highway people, we tell them we built the first sidewalks on the south side of Folsom Boulevard since the railroad was constructed in 1859. And their eyes get really big, like, oh. <laughs> so so that, that's, that's one. That's the first thing. And I have to tell you, um, 
everybody who, you know, like grew up here and maybe was away for a while and comes back and says, oh, my word, what a difference. And it is. It yeah. really, truly is. And it, it's it's a difference for the environment. It's a difference for the um for the economic for the economy, and it's a difference for people's um, pride in where they live right. or where they're going to grow up. Um, Just on that point, I follow a Facebook group, um, which I think is a historical Facebook group for this area, and people say, "Does anybody remember?" Yeah. Blah blah blah, and then dozens of people say, "Oh yeah, I remember this. I saw one in particular yesterday." So when I walk my dog, sometimes not in the heat, but in the when you go down Folsom and there's like a house in the by, right by the railway track. Right, Thanks, he's going with Finks Realty. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the purple one. It's what, faded. What did you just say? Something Finks Realty. Realty. It yeah. was a real yeah. estate yeah. office for many. There was many a years. huge discussion just yesterday, and the only reason that I paid attention and interest is because I saw a picture of the house. Right. So I thought, ah, oh, that's what that house was. Right. It was a realtor's office. It was, but that's not the way it started off. That was Routier Station, Joseph yeah, Routier. And it was, yeah. Right. And and the railroad actually built that for him to hold the produce because the produce in this area, as you know very well, was very famous. And so um, they d didn't want it sitting out on the siding in the wintertime getting rained on. So they built him that building to, to do his pro produce in. It actually has a basement. It does? It has a basement. Wow. I think someone lives there now. I think so, too. Because there's a car there every day. <laughs> it's always there. That's a, is, is it a listed building? Can they pull it down if they wanted to? Pull it down? Ta Could demolish they demolish it? it? Demolish? I, Ooh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't believe it's on any registry. I, no, no, it's, it's not. It's one not. of very few uh, historic buildings in our city. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, anyway, that Facebook group is fascinating because it's really not only is. about. And you know who else? We had the sheriff. Sacramento Sheriff here. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden... Jim Cooper. Jim Cooper. And in the middle of our talk, he launches into the history. And he says, <laughs> oh, when I lived there, there was the Rayleighs. And I'm thinking, Rayleighs? Where's Rayleighs? <laughs> Viva. And he said it was right there. Viva was Rayleighs? Yes. It, it was? It, it took me forever to forgive Rayleighs. I, I've never forgiven Rayleighs, actually, for closing it. Oh, okay. It. So I know where Viva's is. That was Rayleighs. That was Rayleighs. Okay. And it was Rayleighs from... Um, uh, from the first time that shopping center was built, the first part of that shopping center was built in the early 50s, late, wow. late 50s. Yeah, that fa I'm not big on Facebook, but that Facebook group I really do yeah. like because it's fascinating. But for me, the thing that stands out for me the most is how many people engage in that group. Yes. Which tells me that a lot of people have been here a long time. We are blessed with a lot of people who are Cordova grads from the first days of Rancho Cordova. Um, from 65 was the first graduating class. And we still have people living in Rancho today, like people who worked for the Park District ever since they were high school kids. Um, you know, people who really have been here a very long right. time. Okay, so second proudest accomplishment. Oh, um, second proudest accomplishment, I have to say, um, as a planner, I'm always thinking about the physical appearance of town. I remember when, when Donna Tolley and I ran for county supervisor back in 94, and we kept using the phrase clean up Dodge because there were so many foreclosed houses and so much weeds and, and all that stuff. Um, 
the thing that really um, that really has been a game changer in terms of uh, the physical appearance of our housing stock has been Capital Village. Capital Village was actually it's uh, one of five. Uh, at that time called New Urbanist Projects that were written up in the Wall Street Journal. And, um, uh, and of course, it's a combination of uh, four or five different housing types um, and then the, um, the commercial. And as a city council member, uh, the decision on whether or not to put Lowe's in there was probably the thing I lost the most sleep over because everybody kept saying, well, you can't put a big box store in a new urbanist village. Well, okay. But we knew that because it was surrounded, I mean, of the 65,000 jobs in Rancho Cordova, it was surrounded by 35,000 of them. Right. We knew people would not go over and um, and try to take home lumber or or a, a refrigerator or something, they'd probably go home and take home a plant or take an off plant back to their office. But they would go on their lunch hour and they would order that refrigerator and then Lowe's would deliver it on the weekend. And we said, if you want to put a big box store in there, you have to make it look like a lot of smaller shops because the only reason we call it a big box is the fact that it looks like a big box. Right. So you see a, a door for lumber. You see a chunk that says paint. Here's a section for the garden shop. And the entire facade of that building all the way around looks different all oh, over. Oh, okay. And it matches. That was a deliberate, that was a that deliberate was thing. totally deliberate. Wow. And we were blessed with an architect, Jeff Demur and his, his architectural group, that took, took that um, direction that we gave them and you can see that in all of the stores in in the village you can see it in Chili's you can see it in the bank you can even see it in Panera and then CVS on the other corner right we made sure that everything wow. looked different but looked like a little village no capital village is great the houses mm -hmm. you know they, they it looks like a little fairy town mm -hmm. one more um, oh then we're going to go to Shelley for hers. Yeah. Um, How about the opening of City Hall, Linda? Yeah, I was good. I was waiting for that because oh, okay, that would because be a highlight. Actually, that's you know you you um that's. That's so let me give you my good. perception. So yeah. I, I've had every, you know, people have been here from Bob McGarvey to right. Cyrus, and so I and, and Kurt Haven. Kurt Haven. My funny story with him is his wife's credit card financed all the stationery at City Hall, which I thought was was really good. Okay. Um, That's a new one. But um, We haven't heard that before. But um, yeah, but, Shelley has a really good point. Yeah. You both have a really good point. Um, um, as I said, we had this little bitty building at, right. at Gold Canal. and um, Which was the fire department, and, right? Right. And, yeah. and we were actually, we were meeting it at by the time we left it, we were meeting in every room except the bathrooms. You know, anywhere there was a spot to, to have a meeting, we had a meeting. So um, Rancho Cordova is blessed with a lot of really attractive Class A office buildings that were built starting in the early 80s. And so they looked around, and we found this one. It had been Mercury Casualty. Um, the beautiful center staircase was actually already in the building. So all the we had to do was um, remodel the the rest of the tenant spaces, 
um, as a structure, it has what you call good bones and, and that beautiful brick facade and the curved spaces on the sides. It, it's a really handsome yeah, building. Beautiful. But what we did with it, um, at that point in time, people were trying to do what they called incubators. So you would establish yourself as the main tenant, and then you would have other support services located within the same building. So that's why we have the community council and we have the chamber of commerce. And we've been really lucky that uh, at least one of our legislative representatives has always been in an office right. there. For a long time, we had the, the park district and they've moved out. Um, so I, I, we don't have any, uh, we don't have, uh, we, is Michael Baker still there? We don't have any commercial tenants anymore. It is all truly office space, but it, it for our partners and ourselves. But it gave the city also a very wise place to grow. So once the commercial tenants were gone, and as we 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 really only had like eighty five direct employees at the city for almost the two decades. Right. But now, because we've got so much we need to do, and the economy is growing, and Rancho is growing, and we need more staff so that people don't have to wait a long time to get done what they need doing. So now that's given us a place to put additional staff um, spread out and give them room to grow. And um, and it still gives us a place for so a no... gymnasium for our, for our employees. You have a gym? Yes, we have a gym. At City Hall? At City Hall. Where is it? Upstairs, by the elevator. Really? It's like a workout room. It's a workout room. Yeah. yeah. So is it still 90 people that work at City Hall, or has it gone no, up No, I, th I think we're up to about 125 oh. direct employees. Wow. Um, we still have, of course, we have the contract police department. Yeah. Our fire services are provided by Metro Fire. But you're not counting the police in that. No. And we're not counting um, the fact that at any given time we have a few people who um, are on contract to help with uh, building permits or planning issues. Right. So Shelley, what uh, I I I think I know what your greatest accomplishment you're going to tell me is. But why don't you tell us if you could do three, three? Otherwise, just tell mm -hmm. it in your own words. Well, I um, I'm particularly proud of the uh, first. Uh, Accomplishment of became, becoming an All-America City yeah. uh, back uh, in 2009 was that the year we did that. Um, we were only seven years old, right. and the city manager, Ted Gabler, challenged me uh, and said, we're going after this because what's going on here is unusual, and we need to start telling the rest of the country about what we've got going on here. It never occurred to me that we would not win, but I do remember dragging all these people from Rancho Cordova all the way across the country for this competition in which you need to talk about the three projects in your city that sets you apart. Um, and we pursued the theme at that time of we make magic. We make the magic here. Of um, we and um, it was a very heady time to go in as a very very young city up against cities that had been 
incorporated for 200 years in some cases and be sort of the new kid on the block from crazy California mm -hmm. um, doing things um, sort of in a very old school way that, so, you know, that volunteerism is prized. And if you want to change your city, you need to be involved. Right. Can you tell us in a nutshell how you get to be in All-America City? It's uh, run by the National, it's a competition, very old competition run by the National Civic League, whose founders were people like Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Right. Um, and they um, prize the idea that citizens, um, not government, are what make a great city. Right. That citizens taking responsibility uh, for themselves and for their neighbors. And of course, that being just, you know, the DNA of our city, um, it seemed natural that um, we would have a story to tell. And the, and the three items we chose in that um, run at it were uh, the efforts of a single individual who brought together an entire city to address what at the time was the 680 children who were on the Folsom Cordova School District uh, rolls as being homeless. And like, he could not live with that and started just this group called Project 680 collecting socks and hoodies. And that uh, effort goes on today of citizens addressing needs of homeless students. Another great thing was uh, as a city being a... Um, a place where so many immigrants had come, uh, that not only were we working hard at making them Americans, but we were also at the same time encouraging them to retain their own culture. And so we had these Saturday schools going on in Rancho Cordova. One of them was Ukrainian, where students all week long were learning English and learning how to be an American. But on Saturday, they would gather with their fellow Ukrainians to remember what it was like to be a Ukrainian. And we had a Mexican group as well and a Russian group at one time. So uh, that uh, in was really before uh, a lot of this was became very she-she to talk about um, cultural differences, how we as a city were already on top of that. And then the third thing was what Linda was just talking about was the beauty of having a big tent in your city and, and the power of a city hall as a place where everybody could have a place. You know, before City Hall opened, before they actually did the renovations, they were tearing up all the floors. And the mayor at the time, Ken Cooley, invited everyone in town to come to City Hall and write their dreams. See, the theme of always dreaming right. about the future on the floors and on the walls. And then they carpeted everything uh -huh. and painted the walls. But all that is still there. Still there. Mm -hmm. Children, mm -hmm. old people, young people, people. So if you pull up the carpet, you're yeah. going to see it's all, it's, it's all, all there. there. Wow. And sometimes they're writing in different languages wow. than English. But that whole idea of, you know, um, this is your home now, and you can't fight City Hall until you have one. Right. And all of those great ideas all encapsulated in a big tent where everybody can uh, come wow. and talk, talk about their dreams, talk about their problems, get solutions, that that is what Rancho Cordova City Hall is all about. Right. Let me tell, and then we'll come back, but let me tell you a story that just happened. So here at the film office, we're in the process right now of make, well, we finished filming about the food locker, the Rancho oh. Cordova Community Food Locker. And we finished everything. We're in post-production. 
we were there filming one day and in the corner I noticed some people and they looked very sheepish and maybe I don't know 10 people maybe and they're very sheepish they were disheveled and they were in the corner and I said to Raphael who was filming I wonder who those people are so cut a very long story short those people had been shipped from Texas oh. by the governor and dropped off in Sacramento and then had no idea where they were going. They were just dropped in Sacramento. And an organization picked them up, brought them to Rancho Cordova, and in turn they were taken to the food locker to get food, et cetera, et cetera. The food locker, by the way, is an incredible organization, which I've come to realize. But now we fast forward maybe two or three weeks later and we go back, and those people are now full-on volunteers at the food locker right and they're there every single day and i got to know them because we interviewed when we interviewed them they didn't want to but now we've got to know them and they are completely different people they they have a they have an outlook they have faith that they're going to be okay um they love going to volunteer at the food locker and they're there every day Yes. And that they I think is what, right now. what yes. you were yeah. talking. Mm -hmm. um, that was, and that's happened just now, like mm -hmm. a month ago. That's wonderful. Yeah. So give us another one of your highlights. Oh, um, gosh. Uh, I think that um, we've had so many highlights. I would say the launching of our arts initiative yeah. in Rancho Cordova um, is got to be one of them. Uh, about 10 years ago, um, after being disappointed by going to the city council and saying, will you start an arts commission? The city council said, go down and talk to the Cordova Community Council, see what they can maybe have you do. And oh, the wailing and the, oh, nobody understands. And I said, well, let's have an art show. We can do that, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure City Hall will give us some wall space. And you know, Charles, we called that first uh, City Hall art show, we called it Genesis because we, knew that it was the beginning of something quite wonderful. And uh, now, years later, we discovered we have so many creatives among us. Um, it led to the opening of our band and because uh, they heard that we were interested in supporting the arts. After there was a band, some string um, musicians came and said, well, what about us? And we had an, a night where we just took... Um, the city council chambers, and we set it up as if it was an orchestra. And we said, if you would like to join an orchestra in our community, which we were at the time called the Rancho Cordova Civic Light Orchestra, come on in. And as they'd come in, I'd say, what do you play? And they'd say, violin. Well, go sit down in the violin section. You were instrumental with that? We were working together wow. with all of these people. Okay. And they'd say, well, what do you play? Well, I play French horn. We'll go sit in the French horn section. Wow. And of course, they all know. And lo and behold, in about an hour, um, our outstanding um, director, um, who I hope you have a chance to talk to at some point, Pete Nolan, says, it looks like we have ourselves an orchestra, and <laughs> off we go. Right. So arts has become um, something that I 
I, th- I believe we will be remembered for mm-hmm. in Rancho Cordova. It's always exploding. You are part of it, uh, Charles, here um, mm-hmm. here at your studio. Mm-hmm. And um, who knows what the future will bring right. there. So I'm, I'm very proud of it. The uh, opening of the MAC, of course, Linda will remember, we first had our eye on an old, decrepit building out at Mather Air Force Base that we thought might work for something like that. And we went in there, and literally the building was so bad that I walked across the floor and I fell through. Like the only thing that saved me from falling to the ground was the old decrepit carpet that was still on the floor. (laughs) What? It was raining that day. Linda, you probably remember the water was pouring in. Yeah, this wasn't going to work. But then we said, what about that? That old mill station building. Could we do do that? And uh, thanks to uh, Cyrus Abhar and Don mm-hmm. Natoli, both of them mm-hmm. were willing to take that leap with us. And here we are today on the map. No, listen, with, the, Mac with is, the map. Yeah. Right. So I, I would say that's there. And you know that the third one would be, and these are not just our events, because the Cordova Community Council is doing so much more than just events. It's binding together these collaborative groups. And the one I'm really got high hopes for and I think is going to be a game changer is the Rancho Cordova Athletic Association because kids in our town, you know, have uh, a lot to gain from being part of a team, right? And good health reasons, but team building. You don't have to speak English to play baseball, all those kinds of things. And to be a hero on your team, that's important for a kid, right? Um, so as we move ahead with the Rancho Cordova Athletic Association, if you talk to me in a year or two again, that's what I'm going to say is my third. Um, it's sort of a pillar of our community right. that is developing. And we have such a magnificent sports history to not mm-hmm. capitalize. And mm-hmm. you, uh, Charles, with your Mike Mirando uh, yeah. pa- podcast and everything, mm-hmm. are, are certainly opening people's eyes. Well, Mike Mirando came here. I interviewed him about the Sports Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And as he's talking, this person, this person, this right. person. <laughs> and they live here and there. Mm-hmm. I'm not a sports person. So I went away and I thought, wow, we got to have these people. I said to Jose. I said, we got to have these people. And Jose looks at me and he says, well, who's going to interview them? Because you can't. (laughs) And and that's when how Mike Mirando got involved. And he is really good. His interviews are incredible. But he's another great product Mm -hmm. of Rancho Cordova. Cordova. And and sort of Rancho Cordova (laughs) 3.0 is well on its way. Right. And Mm -hmm. bringing back some of those legacy strengths. Well, let me tell you another one. I interviewed Kathy Lester, the chief of police of (laughs) Sacramento. She was sitting right here and she (laughs) says to me, oh, yeah, my parents live down the street. Mm -hmm. I grew up here. Mm-hmm. And she has a strong affinity for this mm-hmm. city. Right. And she's the police chief of Sacramento. Sacramento. Right. Uh, Jim Cooper sat here and he said, you know, I used to work at the drive-in movie theater. <laughs> and he said, you know, I used to get into some hanky-panky. And then he says to me, do you know what hanky-panky is, Charles? I, I said, no, Sheriff, why don't you enlighten us? But he told us all his stories of growing up here and he went to Cordova High. Mm-hmm. I mistakenly called it Cordova. I think I called it Rancho High. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a big no. That was a big He no-no. corrected me immediately. Um, so, uh, so now we're going to talk about where we're going, and then we'll end. But tell us, um, Shelley, or both of you, how was the 
how has this year been our 20th birthday how has it been what are the highlights Obviously, well, July 4th, we've touched on. Yeah, that is that's really the centerpiece of our celebration of our 20th year because um, we uh, were able to gather 27,000 of our close personal friends, most of them Rancho Cordova residents, to come on down, see a fabulous show that really was built around the themes that we've talked about here today, about dreaming of a beautiful future and not and then encouraging people to don't stop dreaming about tomorrow because that's what gets you there, right? Um, we had a fabulous uh, concert of both the band and the orchestra performing together that uh, for the first time, they're both uh, at their 10th birthday year, and they're fabulous. We could not be more proud of, <laughs> of both of them. We, uh, to celebrate our art um history and our our affinity for the arts brought in uh, world famous Sacramento resident and um, painter David Garibaldi um, who did some fabulous paintings that we're going to be hanging soon in City Hall for the State of the City event coming up. Uh, we then uh, asked everybody to please come and be in the parade and we had over 81 entries plus all those bands from around the region for what was really a magical morning in Rancho Cordova. Every team, every group, every church, we had such a marvelous turnout of people out there to, you know, really celebrate our birthday. And then, of course, our magnificent drone and uh, fireworks shows wow. and concerts down in Hagen Park. That is something people have been doing in Rancho Cordova since the gold rush, going, gathering together in Rancho Cordova to shoot off some fireworks and, you know, sing God Bless America. Well, we did it with some extra um, <laughs> razzle-dazzle. So as we sit here in August, obviously we have four more months right. left. Mm -hmm. uh, do we have anything else in store between now and the end of the year? Well, uh, in November will be our uh, annual State of the City um, event, which uh, where the mayor here will be giving the state of our city. And the theme will be our 20th anniversary. So we expect to um, uh, uh, have a lot of uh, retrospective um, look at our city for the 20th and then um, our Christmas tree lighting will have a little extra um, 20th Pizazz, anniversary yeah. um, uh, touch to it um, because that is our last you should get a surprise Santa Claus oh well, well the Santa Claus is always there for yeah. sure um, and then um, he may or may not be giving out some special things and yeah. there may or may not be some other special things at that event right. but you'll have to come to see yeah of course and um uh, that'll close out a really spectacular year. But, you know, I think that Linda would probably agree. You know, a lot of this is about um, encouraging our community to don't stop here. Right. You know, you have to be keep dreaming Rancho is what we've um, said, been saying, because that is what gets us there. And um, want to always be looking to the new people who are coming in, the young people coming up, um, and what are their ideas? And, you know, if you dream it, you can do it. And that is, we've proven that over and over again here in Rancho Cordova, and we do not want to ever lose that enthusiasm for the future. Which is a great segue as we close. So, Maya, give us, like, tell us two things 
that you would like to see in the next five years that you hope that would and it could be plans that you guys are working on now that you that come to fruition but what are two things that you know if we were sitting here five years from today you hope will have happened if you can um and i know i'm putting you on the spot well i think the i think the first one that that uh everybody's looking forward to um is really the entire remodel of the block uh, across on the north side of Folsom Boulevard across the street from Mill Station. Because we know that um, Folsom Lake College is going to build their second building, and that will really help. But um, as you probably have been told, you know, that's where our... um, community center yeah, yeah. is going and it's very much mixed use yeah um it will provide performance no, i'm really space. looking forward to that yeah. absolutely it yeah. a performance space um a space for people to, to come together some retail some um new some housing. health services some new housing um and just when you drive down Folsom boulevard the way i did um a few minutes ago to, to come down here we're almost because I, I'm coming from Zinfandel area, so you're almost driving the length of Folsom Boulevard, and it is so critical. We we have experienced some very small um, uh, situations where, if somebody remodeled a building or remodeled a shopping center, then it did sort of bleed out on either side. It was kind of a, a an encouragement to people on either side to get involved. So we're looking for the remodel of that area to really kind of inv- invigorate that whole section of Folsom Boulevard. We still, the north side of Folsom Boulevard in so many regards is, is still um, in the same condition it was when it was Highway 50. Right. And, and that's really our biggest challenge. Right. Um, we we have continued to um, to become even safer as a community over time. We we don't have a problem there. We'll continue to work on homeless, but but really continue to remodel to remodel that area of Folsom Boulevard is is the biggest challenge. So in five years, you want to drive from Zinfandel to here, and Folsom is completely perfectly gorgeous. Yeah. That would be great. Maybe get rid of some liquor stores on the way. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to get rid of some auto stores on the way. <laughs> and Shelley, what about you? We're sitting here in five years. From your point of view, what? Maybe another All-American City Award, number three? Well, you know, um, at the Cordova Community Council, our audacious goal <laughs> that we don't talk about very often is Rancho Cordova is the envy of the region. And I feel like we've made well, some don't great you think maybe progress. It, I don't think it's far. I mean, I try. I, well, five I've years. Become, I've come to know the cities mm-hmm. now. You know, yes. when mm-hmm. I first came here, I had no clue. Taking Sacramento, I mean, you've got Citrus Heights, Elk Grove, Folsom. I mean, are we not already the envy? <laughs> well, um, maybe Elk it, Grove. To maybe a lot I'm of people, sure. we probably are. Um, but that is the vision. Charles, that we have achieved that, and the, our own population is proud to be from Rancho Cordova. People are clamoring to get in. Um, I can uh, go on and on of painting a picture of what it looks like to be the envy of the region, but it's still a place where you can come and um, 
be dumped on the front doorstep of a church and end up being a volunteer at the Rancho Cordova Food Locker. Still that place where there's, you know, place for you. Right. Um, Being the envy of the region is also a very emotional change. We need we need everybody to have pride, to feel like they can have pride in where they live so that when they go other places, they talk about Rancho Cordova in a prideful manner. Um, I was told years ago that uh, in any organization, the people in that organization are your uh, largest source of PR, of public relations, because whether they're in church or on the ball field or at a dance, when they talk about their city, you want them to talk about it right. and the fact that they are proud to live there. But And and just to close, um, in the Sprouts area, whatever you call that neighborhood, where Sprouts is? Right. Stone Creek. Stone Creek. I mean, there is huge housing developments coming up there, right? Um, not so much right there, but south and east of there. Right. Uh, the Anatolia's... Cavallo uh, Ranch, Sunridge, North Douglas. One, right? Pardon me. The Oro development. Is the, it uh, or- Rio del Oro? Oh, and yeah. then Rio Rio del Oro, which is right. east of Costco. So that's going to bring a huge influx. Oh of people yes, here, I think yeah. Rio del Oro will have thirty-two thousand housing units right. in it. Yeah. So look at that growth. Yeah. Be a hundred thousand people before we know it. Yeah. Yes, mayor ma'am. Linda Budge, <laughs> current mayor of the city of Rancho Cordova. Thank you for being here. And Shelley Blanchard, Executive Director of Cordova Community Council, thank you again. You've both been here before, and I'm delighted that we got to do it again. Thank you, Charles. Had a great time. So thank you for listening to the Rancho Cordova podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please go to our website, which is www.ranchocordovapodcast.org. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and until next time.